BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. We are doing the solo episode of the month and the theme is wedding etiquette. I don't know if this is going to be a full episode or just a half episode. I don't know how long this is going to end up being. If for some reason there is more time at the end of wedding etiquette, we're going to talk friendship. If not, that'll be the next solo episode. So let's just get right into it, shall we? Pre-wedding. So now we're going to go over like the pre-wedding questions that you had on etiquette for pre-wedding stuff, um, including bachelorette, shower, etc. So we're going to go one question at a time. How to say no to being a bridesmaid? Oof, coming, coming in hot off the bat. I have never said no to being a bridesmaid, but I do have a friend who said no to being a bridesmaid. She was asked by someone that she didn't feel that she was close with. Her wedding was destination and there was a lot of commitment. There is a lot of commitment in being a bridesmaid for the most part, right? And I mean, it depends who the bride is, obviously. But I think in terms of saying no to being a bridesmaid, you have to understand that you might lose a friend. Like it is a risk that you have to be willing to take. I'm not saying you can never say no. I'm just telling you the risks. That's all. So I would say something like, I like it depends. Like it depends why you're saying no. If you're saying no because of money related things, then I would be like, hey, like I love you. You know that. I'm not in a good financial place to support you the way that I would like to. So I don't think it's fair of me to accept this and be your bridesmaid at this time in my life. But I really love you and I want to be there for you in other ways. And I'm really excited to come to your wedding and celebrate you. If you were saying no because you don't feel like you're close to this person, then I would just be like, I'm so flattered, but I feel like it's something I can't take on and you know, should go to somebody who appreciates the honor more. I don't know. I mean, it's so cringe. Like you're losing, you're losing a friend regardless, let's be honest. But good luck to you. Okay, bachelor and bachelorette parties. Who pays? This is so crazy to me because I never, ever in a million years thought that going on a bachelorette party meant as a bride meant that other people would pay for me. Like that was never my experience. And that was actually never the experience of other bachelorettes that I went on. 
the bride is a human. She's not like a superhuman just because she's getting married. And if the bride wants a bachelorette party, even if she's not the one throwing it, she should be paying just like everybody else. And same with the groom. I don't really understand this notion of like bride or groom not paying for their bachelor or bachelorette party. Like they're partying too. And we're all spending a shit ton of money to be here. Why should we spend more by paying for the bride? Like, no, we're all paying our way here. So everybody pays on the bachelor bachelorette party. If there's a maid of honor and they want to do something nice, then that like other bridesmaids aren't involved in, then they'll pay a little bit extra in that case. Or they can reach out to the other bridesmaids and, and, and people on the trip and say like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this for Lindsay. Would you want to throw down and get involved? And then people can be honest and be like, no, or yeah, we'd love to. But the truth is the bride is going to find out what you said at the end because the maid of honor is always snitching, is always snitching to the bride. So keep that in mind. It's cutthroat. But ultimately, if a bride is mad at you because you didn't want to do something extra when you're already showing up for her on a bachelorette party, this bitch ain't your friend. She's crazy. She's nuts. Another tip, a follower wrote this in and I love it. So part of why I love a bachelor and bachelorette party, I don't know why I'm saying bachelor parties if I go to bachelor parties. Part of why I love bachelorette parties is because you kind of cultivate this crew of women or men, you know, if there happen to be gay besties on the bachelorette party, like there were at mine, you cultivate this crew. And then by the time you get to the wedding, you are like, you have a crew. So if you come into this wedding, not knowing people, but you're on the bachelorette, you know, people from the bachelorette and you have those special moments and memories, which is why I think it's so awesome to do a destination bachelorette too. I wish I could have done that, but I couldn't because of time constraints and COVID and all that good stuff. But it's really such good energy to like have that group of girls. Like I went on a bachelorette for my friend in Tulum and we went to her wedding, which was actually also in Palm Beach two weeks before mine. And I knew all the girls We had like a dance floor vibe, just the girls from The Bachelorette. It was so much fun. And it's also a really good time to make single friends. Like if you're attending this wedding single on The Bachelorette, find another single girl or guy in that case and like get close with them and be like, we're going to be buddy buddy at the wedding. We're going to, you're going to be my wing woman and we're going to crush it. Other than that, I don't think there are many rules to Bachelorettes except like obviously don't go if you can't afford it. And nobody cares. Like truly, I think it's such like an ego thing that we think like, oh my God, we're leaving a wedding early and like everyone's judging us or like we're not doing this and everyone's judging us. Like the reality is no one cares about you. Like, and I mean, I'm saying this with love because like also like let's get out of our heads. Like it's not about the one person that's not attending. It's about the people that are attending. So it's okay if you can't go to something. Like no one's mad at you. I think it's more important that you go to the wedding. And then again, even if you can't go to the wedding, no one's mad at you. Just say it up front because the worst person, especially the worst person that I experienced is somebody who knew they weren't coming to my wedding, but I had to track down to get that answer. No, absolutely not. That person is dead to me now. Let's talk about the bridal shower. 
So this is an interesting one because there isn't like a male version of this, you know, like there isn't a male bridal shower or groom shower to my knowledge. And so when you're getting a gift and we're going to go over gifts in a more thorough way, but when you're getting a gift for the shower, I suggest not doing it off the registry. And the reason is because this gift is for the bride. This gift is not for the bride and groom. It is a bridal shower for the bride. So I usually get like a little lingerie, whatever I do get, always gift receipt, always gift receipt. Not having a gift receipt when you get a gift for someone is it's definitely a risk. It's dangerous. I wouldn't play that game. Definitely gift receipt. I think that the best place to get a like lingerie type of gift for a bride is a bigger department store like Saks or Bloomingdale's or Nordstrom or Macy's because then they can have their choice of what they want to get instead if they return it. I know that's kind of dark. You're like, why are we thinking about how they can return our gift? What if they like our gift? Then that's amazing. I personally do not like when other people choose lingerie for me or pajamas because I sleep in the nude. So whatever I get that is lingerie or pajamas, I return. Except like one or two things that I'm like, oh, maybe I'll wear this on like Valentine's Day. And then I don't end up wearing it because again, in the nude, just feel more comfortable that way. You know, who is invited to the bridal shower and how the F do you figure that out? Great question. I really had no idea who to invite to my bridal shower, which didn't end up happening at all. But I think it's just like the women in your life, like your mom's friends, your women friends, your husband-to-be's women friends, and your mother-in-law's women friends. Not every woman at the bride, at the wedding is getting the invite to the bridal shower. But the women who are local to you, who it's easy for them to come, who you feel close to in some way, should get the invite to the bridal shower. Speaking of registries, I just feel like it's best to have one. Like why make people confused about what to get you? And like, if you're not going to have a registry, that's fine. People can just get you a check. But I feel like a registry, it's a smart thing to have. Why wouldn't you want to choose your favorite things and have people buy them for you? And also, you don't have to be getting married to make a registry. So... Mind blown, okay. Visible, which is a wireless service built for singles, has actually teamed up with Match Group, which are the people behind Tinder, OkCupid, Match, Plenty of Fish. And now you can create a gift registry for singles. Married people can buy the gifts for singles for a chance. I mean, how does that sound? The gifts are tailored specifically for single life, like a foldable one-person kayak or a wine glass that fits an entire bottle. The first 1,000 people to build their registry get a free gift. So don't miss out. Visible Singles Registry finishes April 25th. So hurry. Visible has single people covered with sweet singles gifts and a single line wireless as low as $25 a month. So take advantage of this while you still can and build your registry at visiblesinglesregistry.com. That's visiblesinglesregistry.com. You can get cute little towels that say mine and also mine. You can get 
slippers, all the best things. And you don't have to be married to do so. VisibleSinglesRegistry.com. I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's not about the t-shirt you're wearing. It's about the bra that you're wearing. I can't tell you how many bras I have that are like not full coverage. And it looks like I have four boobs when I'm wearing them. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just so awkward, which is why I'm so grateful that we teamed up with Third Love to promote their 24-7 t-shirt bra. If you haven't heard of the t-shirt bra, it's designed to fit and form to your body because every detail has been made with the ultimate comfort in mind. There are ultra thin memory foam cups that give your boobs everyday comfort and support. And the straps never slip. It's so smoothing that it looks invisible no matter what you wear. And it's in every single cup that you could think of from A to I, including Third Love's exclusive half cups if you want to be a little sexy in that going out outfit. But really having a bra that you can wear under every t-shirt any day, every day, because let's be real, we wear the same bra every day. I mean, maybe that's just me, is a game changer. And it's a great shopping experience going on Third Love. So if you haven't ordered a bra from Third Love yet, and you're looking down, realizing that you've been wearing the same bra every day for like a year, it's time to give your boobs the 24-7 comfort and support that they deserve. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash Acme. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash Acme. And you can then wear literally anything that you want because you have an amazing bra underneath. Thirdlove.com slash Acme. Well, hello, I'm Katie Maloney and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl, but there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're gonna love me. So shower gift, let's talk pricing. You don't have to spend more than $100 on a shower gift, which means you can spend $20 if you want on a shower gift. Whatever you want is appreciated. And by the way, I didn't have a bridal shower because of COVID. But if I did and a friend came but didn't give a gift, I wouldn't give a fuck. I really would not care. Like, Would I remember if a friend did come and bring a gift? 100%. Would I think they were amazing? Yeah, deaf. But do I think that a friend isn't amazing because she didn't do either? No, truly no. So just for some perspective on that. And again, like doesn't need to be more than $100. And again, like does isn't 100% necessary. But if you do it, it's really nice. Like in an ideal situation, you're getting a gift for the shower for the engagement party, which I forgot to talk about, but we'll talk about now and for the wedding. So going backwards, engagement party. So you have an engagement party. This is usually before your bachelorette party or shower. It's right after you get engaged and you want to throw like a lahayim, as they call it in the Jewish religion, which is kind of like a toast. It's just like a woohoo, we're engaged. And 
it's not necessary. Again, a lot of people don't have engagement parties, but we wanted to have a little one because it was on my birthday and we did like a combination of birthday and engagement and got a ton of candles. Very, very sweet. I don't think you need to necessarily bring a gift to an engagement party. Like this is the one like p- part of a wedding that you definitely do not need to bring a gift to. However, it is very sweet if you do. I am more of in the camp of like, I want to send something when you first get engaged. And that way you remember that because it wasn't at a party with everyone else. But again, whatever you want to do, you can also send the couple a framed photo of their engagement picture. Things like that are really sweet. You know, I'm not going to hate on candles. Like, it's nice to get candles. You can also re-gift candles, you know? Not that I would ever do that. I definitely never do that. But just saying. So that's the engagement party. I also just want to say, I hate myself for making this episode right now. Like this stuff is not fun to talk about. And it just makes you sound ridiculous. Like I actually really don't like talking about my wedding at all. Like when a podcast has me on, they're like, let's talk about your wedding. Like I'm like, it just, it does make me cringe. However, like we're all of the age where people are getting married and people don't stop getting married. They continue to. And some people get divorced and then they get remarried. So as much as I don't want to talk about this, I think it just needs to be discussed. That's all, you know? Moving on to the next cringeworthy topic, asking for plus ones. Is it ever okay to ask for a plus one if you weren't offered one, but you won't know anyone else at the wedding? First reaction to this, no, absolutely not. It is not okay to ask for a plus one. However, there are exceptions. I will explain why I think it's not okay. And the reason is because now having planned a wedding, I know how goddamn expensive it is for every single person, for every single plate. You're not just... I mean, for most weddings, right? Every every wedding is different. I'm speaking from my wedding. You're not just paying for... Especially a destination wedding. You're not just paying for their dinner. You're paying for another dinner. If you have a rehearsal dinner, you're paying for their brunch. You are paying for an open bar for them both nights. It adds up. You know, There's a lot that goes into it. So I think when you ask for a plus one, it's like, don't you think the bride and groom thought of that? They're, these are very thoughtful moments planning a wedding. You think of every single guest to the point where like your parents know every single guest names or whoever's planning this wedding with you. Your wedding planner knows every single guest names. You and your your groom, whoever you're marrying knows every single guest names. Your sister maybe knows every single guest name. And we've thought about it. We went through each individual person. We were like, oh, should we give Bobby a plus one? He's dating that girl for like a few months. And then we decided no. We decided, no, if you got a letter and it said Bobby Jones to the wedding and it didn't say Bobby Jones and guest, guess what? We thought about it. We decided not to give you a plus one. The only exception to this is if the wedding invites went out before 
a major life event happened with you and your partner. Example, you moved in together or you got engaged. So everyone looks at this rule differently. My friend who had a wedding near me does the no ring, no bring rule. But my rule is if you're living together, you can get a plus one. Everybody's different. But in the event that you're situation has changed and you moved in with your partner or you got engaged, you should reach out to the bride and groom because maybe they have no idea. And you should say, Hey, I just moved in with Jane and I would love to bring her totally understand. If not, I know how crazy weddings can get. And either way, I'm so excited to celebrate with you guys. That is the script. That's the script. Do not force them into it. Do not give them an ultimatum, okay? Ultimatum, hot word right now. Don't say, hey, if Jane can't come, I'm not going to be able to make it. Guess what? Then you're not coming because no one cares about someone who speaks like that. Who speaks like that? Be respectful if you're going to ask for a plus one. But don't do it unless a major life event has changed. And by the way, there are some brides that have no idea what's going on in your life and are not and are so in their own world. And if you think that once that bride knew that this person was more special to you, that they would want you to have a plus one, then absolutely do it. Like, you know, the bride or the groom, whatever. And if you don't know them, why are you going to their wedding? Uh, Did you just move into an apartment building with a roof deck that is completely empty or disgusting with old shaggy furniture that has stains on it? No, just me. Um, Well, summer 2022 is just around the corner and it's time to step up your outdoor furniture game and your indoor furniture game because you're going to be spending a lot of time indoors in your air conditioning, which hopefully you have because right now, we don't. Article has 42 new pieces for the weather, plus a selection of bestsellers from their season's past. Article, if you don't know, is the best place to order furniture. They have a team of designers that focus on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. They're dedicated to a modern aesthetic of like mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian designs. The fast, affordable shipping is available across the USA and Canada and is free on orders over $999. All in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. So you're not waiting on those huge retailers to send their items on a boat to another boat to finally get to you a year and a half after you actually ordered it. Articles offering our listeners $50 off their purchase of $100 or more. To claim, you just visit article.com slash Acme and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash Acme to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Especially if you're new to designing a place or an outdoor space, Article is the best place to go because they have just a few options because they're all really, really amazing as opposed to a huge catalog. So go to article.com slash Acme now. Are you in the mood to eat healthy, but not have to sacrifice anything about what you eat and actually continue to eat amazing, amazing food? Because if that's you and you can relate to that, 
Sakara is what you need to be trying. Sakara helps you not just to live a healthy, balanced lifestyle, but to truly enjoy it with their delicious plant-based meals and functional wellness essentials that built a foundation for radiant health. There's no surprise that Gwyneth Paltrow is a huge fan of Sakara because look at her skin. She's honestly ageless. But I'm a huge fan of it too. And I'm not even someone that likes health food that much. Sakara's food is just that good. It's a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. They have incredible plant-based ingredients that help boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Like anytime someone asks me why my skin looks the way it does, Sakara is a huge part of that. Huge. And it's gotten rave reviews from the New York Times, Vogue, and Goop, of course. Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash Acme or enter code Acme20 at checkout. That's S-A-K-A-R-A, sakara.com slash Acme and use code Acme20 at checkout to get 20% off your first order. That's sakara.com slash Acme. And... Personally, I love their detox tea. Their breakfasts are delicious. Their like blue milk thing, you'll see it when you order it. And their granola are just fire. And they also have great bars too, like their beauty bar, their beauty drops, all of their products. I love, love, love. And I think you should definitely try it if you haven't already. Go to sakara.com and use code ACME20 at checkout. Let's say you do get a plus one. Let's say you get a plus one and you're seeing somebody, but it's not official. Do you bring them? No, you don't. Because why would you do anything for them if it's not official? They are nothing to you. You should honestly bring someone else. No, you shouldn't, but don't bring them. Okay. Let's say that you get a plus one, but you don't have anyone to date. You're not dating anyone. Do you bring someone? Again, no. This was given to you in case you had someone in your life. Because again, clearly this bride and groom are either very rich or have no idea what's going on in your life. So if this is the case, you don't bring a plus one. Because remember what I said to you about how expensive it is to pay for somebody at your wedding? Right. It is so insanely absurd to me that people are even asking if they can bring a random friend to somebody's wedding. Do you know how intimate a wedding is supposed to be? Obviously, there are exceptions. There's like religious weddings of 800 people. I've been to those. And yeah, there definitely were people there that the bride and groom did not know. But bringing somebody... Like if some, if I gave someone a plus one and they brought a rando to my wedding and I met them the night of my wedding, I would be horrified. Also, it wouldn't have happened because I had my eye on what was going on and who was bringing who. But that's just bizarre. Like go to that wedding alone, make a new friend, meet new people. If you are having the worst night of your life, then go home early. But I really don't think that you're going to, especially if it's a destination wedding. Everyone is so friendly at weddings and everyone wants to be talking to new people and make new friends, etc. And then can you bring someone that the bride knows but didn't invite? Absolutely not. Again, I know who I invited to my wedding. 
And if I didn't invite that random girl that I'm not that close with, do I want you to bring her? No, I definitely do not. And we're going to go back to plus ones and rules for like who's going to pay for what if they end up do bring a plus one. But before we get into wedding stuff, last question about pre-wedding. Why you need to send a gift if you can't make it? So let's say you get invited to a wedding and you can't go. It's a bummer, right? You still need to send a gift, unfortunately. And that's why people always joke about like, oh, I'm going to like invite, you know, Bill Gates to my wedding so that like he can send a gift anyway or like Obama. Like obviously you shouldn't invite random people just to get a gift. And if I get invited to a wedding where I don't even know the girl, which has happened before, by the way, I'm not sending a gift because that's just weird. Like, why do you invite me to your wedding? I don't know you at all. Okay. But if you get invited to a wedding of someone who you do know, a former coworker, someone maybe you're not as close with anymore, so you don't want to go, or maybe you have a conflict, send a gift. It's the right thing to do. And it's just nice. It's just etiquette. You know, it's just how you were raised by me on We Met at Acme. All right, let's talk weddings. So you're going to a wedding, you've accepted an invite and you are bringing a plus one because you're living with your partner, but your partner has never met the bride and groom. How do you go about doing this? Who is paying for what? Well, we actually had an episode all about this back in the day with Mika Meyer and she's awesome. She's an etiquette coach. So I'm going to regurgitate what she has taught me in the past, which is still relevant today. So if you're going, if you're bringing a plus one to a wedding where otherwise this plus one that you're bringing would have not been invited and you would have gone regardless, you pay for what you would have paid for without this plus one. So for example, let's say it's a destination wedding. You're already going to pay for your own flight. You're already going to pay for a hotel room and you're already going to pay for a gift. So you continue to pay for your own flight, your own hotel room and gift, but you have a plus one now. So what do they pay for? Just their flight because otherwise you would have paid for everything else. Does that make sense? So basically... I mean, in an ideal world, especially if you're a girl bringing a guy, they offer to chip in, but they actually don't have to, which is crazy, right? But they don't because you would have gone to this wedding regardless. All they need to pay for is their flight. Do you pay for their flight? No. If they demand that you pay for their flight to go to this wedding with you, you got to look at who you're dating and why you're dating this monster. They should want to come with you to this wedding and they should gladly pay for their their flight. What's a splite? I don't know. Their flight, especially knowing that you're paying for everything else. Do you put their name on the card for the gift as well? Yes, you do. You want your partner to win. You want them to be accepted by this couple whose wedding they're going to when they have no idea who this these people even are getting married, you know? Okay. Now I'm talking to you, plus ones. You're attending a wedding and you are a plus one of the person that's bringing you. How do you be a good plus one, you might ask? Well, I'll tell you. You don't hesitate to introduce yourself. If you've never met the bride and groom, you go up to them. You thank them so much for having you, for including you in this weekend. You tell them who the hell you are because otherwise they're not going to know. They might not have time to sit and chat with you, but they'll appreciate it. 
You boogie on the dance floor. You, again, don't be afraid to weasel your way in there and act like you're in this crew. Don't bring your partner away from this wedding in any way, shape or form, whether it's like starting a fight with them or I don't know, being like that person who doesn't like to dance, like bring the good vibes. I actually was a plus one to a wedding where I was barely dating the guy. I think we had gone on two dates and I was the life of this wedding because I brought it you know? And like after, and I kind of was scheming, like I liked him. So I wanted everyone to like, after the wedding, be like, Oh my God, that girl was amazing. She was so fun. Like you should totally date her. So like, I knew what I was doing, but you should do the same. If you want this person to date you, be the best plus one they've ever experienced. All right. Back to the money conversation, which is always a little cringe and hard to have, but we have to have it. What are you getting this couple? if they have no registry? Well, a check. What are you getting them if they do have a registry? Maybe a gift from the registry, but also potentially a check. A check is never looked down upon. In fact, you know what's even better than a check? Cash. Because likely this couple is going straight on their honeymoon and they don't have cash and they don't have time to go to the ATM and get cash because they're leaving for their honeymoon the next day, perhaps. We loved our cash gifts, let me tell you. We really did. It was so nice to have. Really, really so nice. How much do you spend on this couple? Let's say you're attending a loan. You should spend in an ideal world. And again, everybody is different. Everyone has different amounts of money that they and budget for themselves that they can even spend at all. In an ideal world, if you're attending a wedding alone, you spend... $150 or more. $100 is the minimum. Minimum. I know you're sitting here thinking, what the fuck is this girl talking about? She is disgusting for telling me what to spend at a wedding. Maybe, maybe, right? But I have to tell you, I look back at the weddings that I went to when I was young and I didn't know this etiquette and I cringe harder than ever. Harder than ever. Like I really do. Let me start by telling you I am not perfect when it comes to wedding etiquette. And I have messed this up countless times. There are so many friends I never got gifts for. When I was in a bra- in a wedding at 26, I don't even think I got one. I think I got her a shower gift and that's it. I literally don't remember getting her a wedding gift. Maybe I got something off the registry. Uh, it's so cringe. And by the way, it's okay to look back and realize that you fucked up that you didn't get a gift. We've all been there. Nobody is perfect. And that's why we, as brides and grooms, we forgive. We forgive. We don't forget, but we forgive people who don't get us gifts. If you're listening to this, get me a fucking wedding gift. If you haven't yet, like, what are you doing? I'm just kidding. Kind of. Anyway, if you came to my wedding, if you didn't come to my wedding, please don't get me a gift. Unless I invited you to my wedding and you said no. Anyway, you get it by now, right? 150 is ideal. If you are coming as a couple, 300 is ideal. Why? Because that's 150 times two. Is your plate $150? No, it's so much more than that. But is that the right amount to spend? Yes, it really is. It really is the ideal amount. Again, I would never, ever cut someone out of my life or hate them or any of those things if they either one, didn't get me a wedding gift. I'd remember it though. 
or two, got me a gift for less than $150. I don't care. Like a gift is a gift. I'm just telling you what ideal situation, ideal etiquette would be. Again, like do, do you, but you know, this is just the guideline that I'm telling you that has worked for years and years. Weddings are fun, obviously, but they can also be really triggering for a number of reasons. Maybe you lost a parent. Maybe you just had a breakup. Maybe you've been single for a while and you just don't see yourself taking that step anytime soon. Whatever you're going through, it's so valid and it's so normal to have these emotions. I mean, even when I was in a relationship and at a wedding, if it wasn't the relationship I thought was going to be the one, I would get really emotional and triggered. And I was so grateful to have my Talkspace therapist there when I needed somebody to talk to. With 24-7 text, audio, and video messaging, Talkspace lets you talk to a licensed therapist without needing an appointment. So in those times of crisis or those triggering moments, you have a professional at your fingertips. It's really, really amazing. It's a private, secure, and most importantly, accessible place to have a therapist. And it's everything that you love about therapy without the stuff that gets in the way. So if you haven't done it yet, or if you're thinking about changing therapists, now is the time. And if your thoughts and emotions are piling up, it's always a fresh perspective that can help make you feel better. Match with your dedicated therapist today at Talkspace.com and use promo code ACME during sign up to get $100 off your first month. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com with promo code ACME. It's never too late to start bettering yourself and working on yourself. Go to Talkspace.com, promo code ACME. Back to money, unfortunately. So if the bride and groom don't have... If they have like a charity thing, right? And it says like, in lieu of gifts, we would love for you to donate to charity because they're super rich and don't need your money, which good for them, you know? And here's what you're thinking. You're thinking, wow, they're so rich. I don't need to get them anything. Wrong. They're doing that so that you actually donate to charity. Donate what you would have given them to charity. This is like an opportunity for you to do good. And that's what they want you to do. They're not asking you to not do anything. They're literally saying, please donate to charity. Donate to a charity. Take this opportunity. Donate $10 to a charity. It doesn't matter. But donate something. Also, the exception to the $150 for singles, $300 for couples. If I am a bridesmaid in somebody's wedding, I like to give them, if I'm alone, $250. If I'm in a couple, $500. I just like to step it up a little bit. I like to say, hey, thanks for making me a bridesmaid. I was so included in every aspect of this wedding. You did hair and makeup for me. It meant a lot. You treated me like royalty and like a close person to you. Here's a little bit more money than I usually would. And I think that that's really nice. And I know you're listening thinking, but I'm a bridesmaid. I have to spend more than anyone else. But you know what? Yeah, you do. Because this person loves you more than anyone else. And that's why you're a bridesmaid. So show them some love back if you're able to. How to make conversation with people at your table at the wedding if you don't know them. This is the same question about how to make conversation with anybody anywhere. 
turn to them and be like, Hey, obviously we're at the best table. Let's all get to know each other. Like, what's your deal to my right? Like, where are you from, Amelia? You know, like just talk. And if you're not outgoing, tell your outgoing friend at the table to get the conversation going. It's obviously going to be a little awkward, but everyone wants to talk and wants to have a good time at a wedding. Besides white, are there any colors that are off limits for guests to wear? I actually don't think so. Some people say red is not okay to wear to a wedding. I disagree with that. Red is gorgeous. And why should we shame red? Apparently in another country, if you wear... I think it's like Sweden. If you wear red to a wedding, it means you slept with the groom. Let people think that. Let people think that. Wear your red. Live your best life. Capes and dresses with trains are unacceptable. I do not want anybody at my wedding wearing a train. I'm wearing a train because it's my wedding. You're not wearing a train, old lady, who's trying to be more regal than anybody else. Like, Take your train home. Take a train home with your train, okay? I don't love the idea of wearing black to a tropical wedding or beach wedding. I just feel like it's a miss. It's an opportunity to wear a color. So wear a color. Save your black for like a New York City, Chicago wedding. You know, not not a beach or tropical wedding. How to meet somebody at a wedding without being that girl. I don't know what you mean by that girl because that girl is awesome who's meeting people at a wedding. I think just talk to people like... A lot of people go up to the bar at weddings and that's where they have conversation. And I can't tell you how many people just talk to random other people. And it's so easy to because you have an icebreaker. Hey, are you friends with Jane or are you friends with Bobby? Oh yeah, I went to high school with Bobby. There you go. They did it for you by getting married. So use that opportunity to talk to someone, you know? What is the degree of white that you can't wear? Like, can you wear the background of a flower dress? I'm assuming that means floral dress. Or can it be on a blazer? I don't know why you're wearing a blazer to a wedding. Oh, I guess like if it's outdoors or you're cold. Here's the thing. Obviously, you can probably wear a floral dress with a white background. Should you? Should you risk that? No. I wore a white bathing suit to my friend's destination wedding during the day, not even for a wedding event. And I still felt like a horrible person. So just leave your white at home. Leave your white at home. Going back to the gifts, technically you have up to a year to send a gift to someone who has gotten married. Should you do that? No. No, you should not wait that long. But do you have that time? Yeah, I guess you do. Is it ever not okay to give only money? No, it's honestly not. If you are a bride that would be offended by getting money for your wedding, slide into my DMs because I would love to talk this out with you. I'm so curious. What's the maximum you can ask bridesmaids to pay for dresses? So hot take here. Pretty much all of this is a hot take, but you can't ask bridesmaids to pay a certain number for dresses. I guess you can, right? Like, I guess people still do that, like, one dress that fits everybody, which I hate. Like, I could vomit thinking about that. If you're going to do that, so my friend did that for her wedding and it wasn't gross. It was like beautiful black dresses. And she actually paid for all of our dresses, which was really nice. And she did that because she wanted us to wear a certain dress and because she could afford it, which was really nice. You shouldn't ask bridesmaids to pay for dresses, but if you do, 
you shouldn't be asking them to spend more than like a hundred bucks because that's ridiculous. What I did was I was like, send me dresses you like and like, here's some options. But I never forced anyone to spend a certain amount. Like if they had sent me a dress back that was like 50 bucks, I would have been like, yeah, that's great. But the bridesmaids that I had wanted to get dresses that they could wear again to other weddings. So they wanted to make it nice and they did. If your dad has passed away, should you skip the parent dance or dance with mom instead? That is so like unique to you and whatever you feel comfortable with. I personally would want to still dance maybe to give the opportunity to my my husband to dance with his parent, but it's totally up to you and you know how sensitive you feel around that subject. How does tipping your vendors work? Uh, we did this with our wedding planners ahead of time. So we added 20% into each vendor. You can also bring cash to the wedding, but that's a lot of cash to be holding around. So totally up to you. Can you go to the wedding, but not Friday and Sunday if you're a close friend, but not in the wedding? Absolutely. The only You can always go to whatever part of a wedding you want to. The only thing we ask of you as people getting married is to tell us. Don't have us figure it out. Don't tell us the day of that your fiance isn't coming to the rehearsal dinner, which actually happened at our wedding multiple times. Like, just tell us and it's fine. We just don't want to set up a whole thing for you and then you're not coming. Um, single at a wedding, do's and don'ts. I mean, do whatever you want. Like, literally, just don't like make out in on the dance floor like aggressively. I, that's just sounds like a lot, you know, but like do what you want. Like if you want to sneak away and like hook up with someone, go for it. Live your best life. Don't, I don't know, grind like creepily. Should you come up to the bride at all? Very interesting question. I think that you should, but more so to like dance and have a good time. If we're talking about the wedding night, the other nights, like, yes, come up to them be like, Oh my God, like you look amazing. Like, I'm assuming a rehearsal dinner, let's say, or like the brunch. Actually, at the brunch, leave her alone, let her eat. But on the actual wedding night, like come up to her and dance and have a good time. Don't come up to her and try to talk if she's a dancing bride. You know, I guess some brides don't dance. But like for me, if someone came up to me and started talking while I was dancing, like I can't hear you. I want to dance. So definitely come up to the bride. There's actually a rule. I don't know if this is like a Jewish rule or a rule generally, but that the bride should never be alone at her wedding. So if you see the bride alone go up to her. That's like your moment. You know, if you happen to catch the bride alone, because the bride should not be alone at her wedding. That is a rule. I don't know where it came from, but I like it. It's nice. Gift price for friends getting married right after college. Again, like as long as you're getting something, it doesn't matter. Right after college, like I didn't get anyone gifts. I had no money and I didn't know any etiquette. So I would say if you're even thinking to get gifts for someone and they're getting married at 23, then you know, get like a $20 trinket. It doesn't even matter. But like, that's just nice that you're even thinking of that. Because when I'm speaking of weddings right now, I'm talking usually like 25 and over. Honeymoon fund on registry. Great. No problem with that. No shame in that game. Honeymoons are expensive. I think that the couple would love if you donated to their honeymoon fund. Nothing wrong with that. How to be a good maid of honor. I think we've talked about this, but basically your job is to be there for the bride if she needs anything, check in with her on what she needs, be the last person on the dance floor, fix her dress, fix her hair, fix whatever she needs fixing, bring her to the bathroom, help her pee, do all the things because you are 
her bitch. How to have a friend be part of the wedding if they're not in the bridal party. For us, we did... We were like invited two friends to sign the ketubah, which is like a Jewish ceremony of like a marriage document. In other religions, maybe there's like a witness. You can ask someone to be a witness. Maybe you can ask someone to... I don't know, just like handle something. You can ask them to speak at the rehearsal dinner. There's always like ways around it. Yeah. When is posting pictures of the bride okay? So I was like very... This gave me anxiety. I was like, I don't want anyone posting photos of me before I post photos of me. But then I realized like, what the... Like, what am I thinking? Everyone has a phone. Someone's going to post me. Like, I can't micromanage 200 guests at my wedding. And if someone posts me, like, that's okay. That's why I look nice to be posted. So it's fine. If you want to post the bride before the bride posts herself that's fine. You're at a wedding. You're allowed to do whatever you want. Freedom, free speech, free will, whatever. Like I hear about these celebrities like Brooklyn Beckham just got married and they had like a no phone rule. It's like, yeah, like I guess that's nice. Maybe people are like selling those photos. So yeah, that makes sense because no one was selling my photos for sure. But like other than that, like just let people enjoy your wedding and take pictures if they want to take pictures and get excited about it. The worst thing you can do is be like, put away your phone. You're not allowed to take pictures of me. Blah, 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 blah. And then everyone's like, "That's this bride is no fun. You know, like be a fun bride. What time can you leave? I, it depends. I've left a wedding at like 11 before, but I've also left a wedding at like 4am before. It's totally up to you. But I will say that the bride and groom notice who's there at the end and it means a lot to them. So it just depends how much you care or don't care about the bride and groom. And if you're having fun or something's triggering for you, like if you're newly sober at a wedding, leave whenever the fuck you want. And then lastly, and we've talked about this before, but kind of go over it again. Do you say bye to the bride and groom when you leave their wedding? The answer is no, you don't. Unless you are coming from a completely different country and you're not going to be at a brunch the next day or see them again and you came all the way there for them, then you can say bye. Other than that, no exceptions. Leave them alone. They don't want to know that people are leaving their wedding. They want to enjoy the night and enjoy it with the people that are still there. Not to be reminded that, oh, this person's leaving. Now I have to say bye. Oh, now I'm a little sad that they're leaving. Now I have a sad emotion on my wedding night. No, keep it light, keep it tight. And that's it for wedding etiquette, I guess. That was pretty much a full episode. So the next solo episode will be on friendships. I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> 